Oh, is it me? Wait, no, isn't it um, me? Which means I have you to have to have the quickie. quickie. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, I'm supposed to start, but I can't start and do a quickie. That's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that was stupid. <laughs> Did you come up with a good quickie, or is it like it's no? You said it wasn't one. very good. Okay, well it then that means it I have to. Thing. It was a question I was going to ask, but it wasn't great. Okay, I've got one. Okay, welcome to Sh- we're reading dirty books. This is Kalina, and this is Saylet, and we are excited to be back with you again on Yay. this episode. And uh, reading a book by one of our good good friend authors. Yay. Yes. So fun. Yes. I'm so happy that we can consider her, like, she's an author we had met, and I truly do consider her a friend, like, a I friend author. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Especially since she gave us a little tribute in the beginning of this book, which we so appreciate and we love it. Um, <laughs> but let's do all of our banter in the yes. beginning. Are we good? You good? Yeah, we're we have good. Updates? Whatever. <laughs> Nothing. Well, Nothing no. new. This is a New Year episode, really, technically. Oh, okay. Well, then we Happy you know. 2022. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to you all go. of you in the future. <laughs> Happy New Year, guys. <laughs> cool. Well, I'll give you a quickie, and then we'll get this started. Okay. All right. So, out of all of the toys that you have... Ah... Yes. Name your favorite one and tell us why you like it the best. Oh, that's a tough one. Okay, I have, I have two because it depends on the situation. Okay. So for solo time, like by myself, my tried and true trusty eager beaver is my favorite. Nice. <laughs> it's just real quick and does everything I need real fast. Mm-hmm. I got mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. But I've really like... And I haven't gotten to use it as much as I would like. <laughs> but the Eva, I think it's the Eva 2, technically, because it, it's a small little vibrator that like you insert and it just sits there. You don't need, it's like hands-free and it can be used during sex. Yes. So I, I do like that piece because it's really handy to provide that extra clitoral stimulation that I don't get during sex a lot. So Yeah. Okay. So it's better for that. It's a better toy for couples play okay i mean it works fine alone but it's just like it's meant to be used i think it's meant to be used during yeah yeah. during sex with partners yeah okay well cool Mm -hmm. mine is called the womanizer i think i might have mentioned it previously um (laughs) which yeah i think you have and i've been like that's a terrible fucking name for a toy i don't like it at all (laughs) i hate it i hate it so much but it's called the womanizer and i've got it in this really beautiful sleek black and it's got that like smooth rubberish outside, you know, like how they're all kind of. Mm-hmm. And it's got this little mouthpiece. <laughs> I don't know if it's a mouthpiece, <laughs> but it's like this this oval shaped cup or something. Mm-hmm. And it sucks. It's a mm-hmm. sucker. Mm-hmm. So and it sucks, and it almost kind of like <laughs> this is a terrible description, but it almost blows raspberries. Like it sucks <laughs> and blows raspberries, and just. And it vibrates, and it's the most intense, mm-hmm. most intense. Uh, like, I get my most o- intense organs with this toy. Yeah. And I love it so much. And I could take it in the shower with me, which I prefer, because usually, like, once once I come, I'm like, I'm, I'm good, and I, I have to, like, you know, pull away from either Dan or from, mm-hmm. from my toy or whatever. But if I'm in the shower, I'm okay. I'll just keep going, and I'll, like, it's, like, torturing myself, but yes. it's so good you know what i mean oh yeah like you I know d- you don't you like don't want to stop but we're gonna go- keep just fucking this up <laughs> yes yes and it's so great and that toy is super super good for it nice and i also have one which actually came in the same pack as the womanizer um like the second one that you were describing where you insert it and we have an app that goes with it that that you can like control from your phone mm-hmm. or you can tr- control with a remote i don't like that one as much that one's a little fun and it is funner with partners i just don't think it fits me as well as mm. it should that's yeah. my only problem with it it just isn't i'm not built i guess well all the genders are different they're all very different <laughs> so yeah nice all right Cool. That was a good one. Good quickie. Yeah. All right. So for today's episode, we read a book called Loving Lena by Esther Rabbit. 
And our longtime listeners will know we did two of Esther's books um, in the past years. She had like a duo, I guess, a, a, a duopoly. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to do. Well, it's not a trilogy, a, but it's du- a, it's not a trilogy. <laughs> it's it's a, the two version of a trilogy. <laughs> it's a, whatever. What is it? I don't. Yeah, know. it's uh, a duo. It's but a we duo. did Lost in Amber, which was episode thirty-eight, and then the second half of that story, Found in Amber which was episode 62. And both of those episodes, we did it with Esther as an yes. interview. Yeah, we session. were able to interview Esther and talk about the books with her for both of those episodes. This is a standalone fantasy romance novel that she wrote. And uh, we are going to review it for you now. Again, yeah. it's called Loving Lena. So it's not, it's not it's not related to the previous two books. Those kind of wrapped up that story. Um, mm-hmm. And this is just a, this is a standalone single book. Um, we meet Damon Lewis, who is a twin. He is Jewish. He is a early uh, lawyer. I forget the term, but like an associate or something at his mother's high power legal f- copyright law firm, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and he, his sister and his cousin have recently in the last nine months developed superpowers <laughs> that mm-hmm. they don't have a lot of control over, especially Damon. Damon has the no least idea. amount of control. So when his heart rate elevates, he turns invisible. And his sister, Allie, she has the ability to control her appearance and and change her look. So she's like always tweaking like her nose or her boobs or, you know, whatever. And then their sister or their cousin, Rachel, can essentially teleport. She can, you know, boom, Mm -hmm. is in any place at any time that she wants to be. So they're struggling, especially Damon. Damon's having some issues. He is... (laughs) going to therapy because he can't figure out how to stop this or even like get it under control and since it is tied to heart rate it can manifest in some very uncomfortable conditions like situations when he's too excited or like scared or nervous and Mm stuff about things and then also around christmas he met a girl named lena who works for his law firm as well and he fell head over fucking heels in love with her yeah (laughs) so this is the story of how they kind of the three relatives try to figure out what's going on with them and how this happened. They kind of assume it's tied to their grandmother's death because she died nine months ago and then they woke up with these powers, Mm -hmm. but they don't understand why or how. And one day they're going through her stuff and they're trying to figure it out. They run into this store, the shop that she had, you know, some books from, I think, or some kind of. She used she, to meet, I think. Yeah, she she had some stuff from there, but she also like. Yeah, and they figured that somehow there, from something in her in her apartment. So she goes yeah. in, and they, you know, they all go into this store. This It's an occult, metaphysical, you know, new agey magic mm-hmm. mysticism store. <laughs> guys you guys know you know the one <laughs> you know you know yeah candles and it. long dresses crystals everywhere yeah, no, no. books lots of esoteric <laughs> yeah. books yes. on shit um <laughs> so they go in they meet gloria she's like yeah i am a sentinel you guys are keepers which is important because you connect this realm and the other 10 realms to the divine and if you don't figure your shit out, this world's going to end. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> so figure but your shit out. simultaneously, she goes, you guys aren't ready for this right now, so go away. <laughs> oh, I know. I was so frustrated so, by that. So they, like, wander off in a daze, like, what the fuck? They're trying to figure out how to be cool with it so they can go back and talk to her some more. <laughs> and meanwhile, yeah. Lena's having a party with her or well her roommate's having a party Max mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so they end up getting invited they go over everyone knows that he's in love with Lena except Lena <laughs> except for Lena <laughs> she's determined she's having a bad run like her mom has cancer a whole bunch of shit in her life she's being blackmailed essentially a lot of mm-hmm. shit's going wrong so she's feeling really guilty and like nervous like she's gonna go to jail at any moment and so she's decided she's just gonna let loose tonight and have sex and so she's trying to like pick up any of the nerdy (laughs) hacker bros that her (laughs) they're having a LAN party so anybody who understands gaming knows what a LAN party is and it's so fucking fun (laughs) I love LAN parties they're the they're the best yes so she's yeah she's expecting it to hook up with one of these, and they're a little bit more interested in that gaming piece than they are in her. About a hundred percent more interested. <laughs> but Damon shows up and he's all flirting with her. Sometimes he's real smooth. Sometimes he's a nervous mess. Mm-hmm. 
but he happens to be smooth tonight and you know they the power goes out and they start making out and all this stuff happens but naturally of course as soon as his heart rate gets up well boom he's invisible (laughs) the lights come back on and she's making out with air (laughs) she's like what the fuck (laughs) with the invisibility cloak yes and she's Mm -hmm. convinced he's drugged her and she's losing her mind Everybody starts freaking out. Rachel, like, starts blinking in and out. She's touched some electrical wires or something. And so now she's, <laughs> she's like, she's flashing. Just <laughs> so she's, she's unstable. Everybody's a mess. <laughs> it turns out Max actually knows about their powers and has been secretly spying on them the whole time. Because Rachel kind of, you know, told him what was happening and uh-huh. enlisted his assistance. All the other guys disappear. We don't, you know, poof, they're gone. Yeah, they're not They there don't anymore. exist anymore for the rest of ever. Uh, what they were doing I don't know but anyway they off they go to Gloria all this whole really weird connection of people so instead of just the three with the superpowers we've now added Max no, the five and we've added Lena and they trudge mm-hmm. off to to Gloria to go hey something bad has happened Damon's stuck invisible he it's been an hour now he hasn't come back usually he comes back pretty quickly like when his heart rate slows nope nope still invisible Rachel's flickering in and out the world's falling apart because there's like earthquakes and shit happening and we're uh-huh. in New York and that's not okay. Not not. And good Gloria stuff. goes, yeah, it's the end of the world and you guys have to ascend right now or all is lost. And she sends them off to another realm. Your world <laughs> will no longer exist. Yep. Instantly. So, uh, she's like, <laughs> bam. Information, another world. Go fix it. Well, she does a lot of like talking in their brains and telling them different things. Oh, yeah. yeah so she does. Uh, the keepers... A key piece is like their grandmother was a keeper and they're a long descended line of keepers. There's always a keeper going back to the beginning of time. All of this is in part of like a Jewish folklore mysticism that I'm less familiar with. And so it's it's really interesting because this isn't your typical, you know, supernatural folklore that you know. Yeah. yeah. This is uh, this is all tied to stuff mm-hmm. that is less familiar. But she she was part of it. She was a keeper. She connected this realm to the divine. And then when she died, her powers were divided equally among the three because she hadn't named a successor. She's supposed to have picked one and kind of trained them up and get that. Like, so it's not it's not supposed to hit you unawares. (laughs) Right. And since she didn't have that opportunity, (laughs) these all three of them have to face this. And so they're not all whole keepers. They're all half keepers, which means they have a harder time on this transition. They have a harder time going to the other realm and expanding their powers and making it through ascension. Yeah. So Gloria sends them with a helper for Damon. His helper is Lena. Max mm-hmm. helps Allie, and apparently Rachel is so progressed in her power, she doesn't need a helper. Yes. But the helper is supposed to be there to help the, help the keeper stay f- connected to themselves, who they really are, not lose themselves to the power, and, and develop their powers better. So they wake and up. And almost kind of like is like their sex partner. Yeah, it, it turns almost out. made it seems like it's like you're just there to give them sex when they need they're it. They're essentially a battery that you can tap into yes. for, v- via sex rule. Yeah. <laughs> activity so when you're feeling low and like you've run out of energy just fuck your helper and now boom energy restored life-size life person person-size battery sex toy yeah exactly yep 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 so that all of that got explained to them beforehand they figured it out later Right. <laughs> but anyway, they're all individual. Like, they're not together. They're all split up in their little twosomes. Lena and Damon are in this sounded awesome, gorgeous cabiny house thing. Full yeah. Full of beauty did. and magic and delightfulness mm-hmm. in a frozen forest tundra land. I was just like, hello. Yes, please. I want to go there. Yeah. And they, they work through some shit because they are both broken people. <laughs> Who have a lot of crap going on in their lives. They're but all broken people, but everybody's yes. broken. <laughs> These are not whole people. But who is? Who is? What, I, I mean, that's true. How I mean, if we're gonna die, yeah, it's true. Yeah, uh, they end up developing strong emotions and ties and feelings, and they fuck. And oh my god, the sex scenes are Ooh, so good. She came and through. then. Off they go once they're kind of ready. They're exploring the world, this this other realm. They end up in the fairy woods because they have to go through a challenge. All kinds of other keepers from other realms are there and everyone has to go through this difficult path to ascension. And the fairies are kind of like taking bets on who's going to win. Yeah. Fairy, and these there's fairies a fairy, are assholes. There's a fairy guide for each one of them and the fairy guide gets a prize if they help their keeper win first. If yeah. There's a lot of things. We're moving in lots of pieces. 
is. The fairy queen's kind of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, she plays she a lot of mind games with everybody. Mm-hmm. There's a lack a lack of free will for most of the characters. There's a bunch of action scenes. They fight the elements, water and earth, and mm-hmm. I don't know cool things. And then they win <laughs> their ascension. They figure basically they come to terms with who they are. Yes, that's the that's what the ascension. Really that's is what about. the trials it, are too. It it looks like it's these external challenges, but really the challenges are accepting your role as keeper. Yeah. And once you've accepted it, then you move on and you've ascended. Mm-hmm. And uh, it turns out Lena all the time was not just an extra tag along helper kind of person, but really a key essential piece of the divine, a creation of Fae and humanity that will tie the worlds and the divine together and bring back the lost realms. <laughs> It just so happens. It's really fun that way. Yes. <laughs> it works out for her because then she doesn't have to die. <laughs> <laughs> Who'd have thought that Lena was going to play a big, big, big role in this? So and that was it. Now, if you guys remembered, for those of you that are coming back to listen to us, the two episodes that we did with Esther before in her other books, that duo books, <laughs> we when we discussed it with her, you know, we talked about... Uh, the story obviously but you know we do these discussions here to talk about the sexy times and the dirty times and the sexiness and we didn't get any of that those sex scenes in her previous books well she fucking brought it (laughs) she 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 took our criticism to heart (laughs) she was like okay bitches you guys want sex you guys want great makeout scenes you want them to fuck i'm gonna make them fuck and she fucking did it. She did it, you guys. Oh, she the sex really, was so good. really steamy scenes. I would say this is probably my favorite makeout scene. The party scene is really yeah, good. Yeah, the party scenes wrote between Lena and Damon. It's written from this perspective of Damon and of Lena. Yep. You get the, the dialogue and stuff between the other characters and when they're going through the trials in the whatever realm that they're in, that they're stuck in, you get the conversations between his sister and his cousin and Max and stuff. But the main story is about Damon and Lena. Yes. And the cabin scenes, uh, when they first... (laughs) I'm covering my face because I just can't believe how good it was. (laughs) It was so good. It really was. It was just delightful. I do have to say, though, that some parts of the book was a little bit confusing, but you guys just say that talking. It's normal for me to get confused in some of (laughs) what I did. I mean, I, I will concur with you. I think there was a small challenge in the way the book was written that makes it a little harder on the reader than Mm -hmm. it had to be. Everything is, like we said, from the perspective of the characters, but sometimes, especially Damon in particular, chooses not to pay attention to what's going on around him and is in his head. So the whole in his head. So all we're getting is his like internal monologue and a bunch of thoughts about things. Meanwhile, we know that there's a conversation happening between other characters about like the overall plan or what they need to Mm -hmm. do or something or even what's happening. And we don't necessarily get that. We don't get the story. We don't get the, the action, action the all the time yeah. because mm-hmm. Damon's too busy being up his own head about shit. <laughs> <laughs> Which is very cute, Damon. We understand you have problems. <laughs> but it is hard to follow because then all of a sudden Damon checks back in and it is obvious that he's missed something. Which means yes. we've missed stuff too. So we don't know. And as a reader, that's a little bit tough. It, it can be yeah. hard to follow. But it's such a unique plot, and like, I it, have we the ever st- it's a, read no. anything like this? That's at what all? I love about Esther is that her paranormal is completely, completely para from even the paranormal. Like it's, it's very, it's unique. so different. Yeah, unique in how the storylines. It's really great that she pulled in some of that Jewish mythology, and like, I don't know anything no. about any of that. Uh-uh. Stuff. Like to me, the uh, I can pronounce any of the words because this is a eyeball read book. Yeah, um, so we didn't. So the narrator to tell yeah, us how to say this stuff. Narrator can pronounce anything for us, so we had to like I just had to figure it out in my own, and uh, which was fine, you know, like there's not a big deal about that. But then there was like some backstory and some some of the history, and and there's a lot of remarks that Damon would reference about how the Jewish believers they say and Jewish, their traditions yeah. mm-hmm. and things like that, which you know, as a reader who's not Jewish, wouldn't understand. But I mean, my mind's open to it. Obviously, I want to learn about it. But if I don't understand 
understand if I don't it, know what it is. But it's, it's harder to tag neat, along. It is harder, to, but it is neat to do something unfamiliar. Yes, like yeah. so much of the books are dependent upon very narrow cultural mythologies that we're all super familiar with. Yeah, you garlic know, and lot, the vampire. Yeah, cross, yeah, and the werewolf. Holy troll. water. Yeah, silver and like just bullets. stuff that it, you know. Yeah, it exists in a lot of cultures, but it's uber familiar. Like mm-hmm. everyone knows it, um, and it's part of pop culture essentially. But this yes. book is unique because it's something that isn't culturally mm-hmm. familiar to everyone. So you aren't going to have all of that baggage of stuff you've already read or you already know. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. yeah, I totally understand this. I don't because I don't know the Kabbalah. <laughs> <I> <laughs> So I'm just I'm kind of riding the wave along with Damon and, and like it's, it feels like the characters because mm-hmm. yes they grew up Jewish but they're the first to admit they are not practicing you know like their yeah. grandmother kept a lot of the traditions alive but their own families don't yeah well they they even said it in some part of the book where they were like you know she asked us all the time about how our lives were going how we were feeling and asked us questions about us in general and we never returned that favor and asked her back which is sad to think about but yeah. it's also because they. I don't know if it's like, it's a generational thing. It's just how we are. I mean, how many times have you asked your grandparents about their past or, Almost you know, never, uh, and they're all right, gone now. And they're, so, yeah, mine are too. Right. Exactly. Like, oh, well, miss that opportunity. Yeah. Cause when you're Sorry. young, that your, your opportunity to do that with them happens when you're young mm-hmm. and you're selfish and annoying when you're young. <laughs> <laughs> you don't understand. You don't. You, you are. Don't, realize the connections of the past and how important that might be later on in your life and so then by the time you Mm -hmm. maybe come around to it a lot of the times they're gone (laughs) it's too too late late. and for particularly for damon and Allie, and maybe for rachel too i'm I'm unsure about rachel but they come from a very very well-off family Long oh, I think the of, whole family is. Is low, it yeah. all of them? Okay. At least, yeah, I think so. And it that adds like a little it. extra. I, I think so. I think you're right. I think it is the whole family. Because she's the sister of their, uh, uh, Rachel's mom and the twins' mom are sisters. Our sisters, yeah. So it's both of their maternal grandmother who had passed down this treat yes. to them. Yes. So there's that extra element of having everything that you've already had, like, you know, being fed with a silver spoon, as a, as yeah. they say, and then not being interested in how other people's lives have been. Yeah, it, it, it is extra, that an extra layer of that. Mm-hmm. And you do get kind of the difference between them and Lena with when you see her interacting with her mom. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Lena's life is different. She didn't grow up privileged and, and, and wealthy and... She grew up more middle class, but in a wealthy, it sounded like a wealthy town where they were kind of like one of the poorer families in town. Mm -hmm. And then her father passed when they were young or when she was young. And so he wasn't around and it was just her and her mom. And she kind of had to navigate through these really difficult waters. Her boyfriend was super rich, but then bad things happened. I I don't want to get into that story. That's Um, (laughs) It's really messy. But she's dealing with a lot because her mom has cancer and it's not good. Things aren't going great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's probably terminal, but they're trying, you know, all of the treatments and everything. But she's like really there and present with her mom. Mm -hmm. Whereas the other, the twins can barely be in a room with their mom. They they can't stand their mom. (laughs) Right. And it doesn't sound like Rachel has a lot of like warm fuzzy feelings for her own mom either no they're close as cousins yes they're the closest cousins but yeah. the the sisters even have falling out yeah <laughs> about <laughs> earrings <laughs> one of them stole earrings uh, for 17 years or something it was yep. a whole thing mm-hmm. you know so yeah you even kind of get that layered difference of the different ways class can come in and affect your relationships And that's part of why Lena in the beginning has kind of this arm's length mentality to to Damon. Uh, Mm -hmm. She assumes she knows him in the way that she knows how rich, privileged men are. And she doesn't need to get to know him any better. Like, he's just this way. And he's not... He's not great in the beginning. He's an alcoholic who's struggling. I mean, he has this power he of disappearing goes that's really he fucking goes invisible. up his life. And yeah. he's dealing with that not well. Mm-hmm. Um, and that seems to have set him into weird spiral issues uh, of you know, kind of, of like self, self-destruction self in a way. Self-destruction, for sure. But she thinks she knows him. And like, this is just his playboy drinking you know, flirty act. Rich playboy. Mm -hmm. And it turns out like once they get trapped in that cabin together and they start to really break down the walls between them, they realize that they, neither one of them knew each other at all. Like the girl he thought he was so in love with this like strong, independent, take 
no nonsense chick that he met at a Christmas party at, you know, the office Christmas party has all kinds of insecurities and cracks and baggage. And, Mm -hmm. but she still, you know, projects that kind of facade. And like, he's not nearly the privileged, maniacal monster Mm -hmm. that she thinks he is. I mean, it's just really interesting to watch the characters develop Mm -hmm. that relationship. Yeah. I do like how she had written that together. They're seen in the cabin. First of all, they're fucking make out scene at the party that they had together keep jumping around (laughs) we do jump around if we want to let's just let's start there so damon sort of starts off creepy i'm going to admit that (laughs) oh he was (laughs) terrible he starts off the like the book so we don't get any we don't get the actual scenes from the christmas party we only know that a little bit later that lena and damon met at the christmas party and that's when damon had become like infatuated with her yeah we kind of open on damon writing and like writing dialoguing, a writing a letter and dialoguing in his head how much he's in love with Lena. Yeah. And we have to, like, we assume that this means that they've had, you know, at least a couple conversations. A lot of, some interactions. <laughs> like, a lot of just... interactions, like stuff like that, like there's, that is built on something. But then we learn pretty quickly that he's seen her once at a party. Yeah. Just, and just now, like, I think they maybe had said hi. <laughs> and now this is another party and they meet again for like, I don't know, what? A five-minute conversation before she leaves. Yeah, <laughs> and another he's quick just, one. Just he cannot stop thinking about her. He's having wet dreams about her like all mm-hmm. night and stuff. I mean, it it's intense because I'm like, okay, dude, wait, you don't know her? <laughs> he, no, and in his letter, he's ready to confess that he has a superpower and that his sister and cousin have a superpower. And so he's ready to give her almost everything. I don't know. At first, you obviously have to read the rest of the book to get the full context of it. But he does start off pretty cute. Because in the beginning, I was just like, oh, no. Okay, the guy on the cover of this book is fucking gorgeous. He is so hot. He is and that is so not, hot. like, I had to keep looking at it because it was not too. how I was picturing Damon at me all. Me either, me either. It's I was, not like, how. struggling really hard to make him hot. <laughs> Because was, he got that creep factor in the beginning. I think he got it was there, the though. creep factor. And then, like, his heavy alcohol, like, intoxication definitely doesn't lend you to assuming No, a that super, guy was like, more clean cut and Put pretty, together, attractive put man. together, yeah. I mean, it turns out he's been working out a lot, so... He's super cut. Because he can't... He's using that to try to control his heartbeat, his heart rate. Like, if he gets used to keeping his heart rate down, it won't... Even when he's, you know... He won't go invisible. Stuff, then he won't go invisible, so he's doing a lot of exercise but it was still it was hard like it it felt like two conflicting images like i was picturing a really kind of like short pudgy oh no unattractive (laughs) yes i know i know and like everyone kept describing him as this super tall chiseled like Like rippling chiseled uh, adonis man and i'm like the fuck who is this person (laughs) i didn't go that far (laughs) oh I had like Seth fucking Rogan. Oh my in god, my you head. did! Yes. Oh from my like god. early movies, like early. Oh, like, not when he type was like movies. unfit yeah. and like yes. unhealthy. <laughs> yes, that's who I was fucking picturing. I was like, oh, that's so funny. I still had a really like a messily handsome dude in my head. He was fictional, but <laughs> it eventually got to the dude that was on the cover because I did have to keep looking at him because also it's a very nice picture. <laughs> it's a very good picture. <laughs> it's a very good picture. It's very hot. <laughs> I forgot what we were talking about. Now that uh, we're we are never going to get to this <laughs> movie scene. Oh, the makeout the, the scene. scene cuz we are never going to get no, there. We're not. We just keep jumping around. Anyway, Damon shows up at the party and he like I said he's really smooth and they just they start flirting and she's finally like she's and she's a drunk enough. She's had enough yeah. screwdrivers that she's like fuck these nerds. Well, I was going to fuck somebody so it might as well be Damon. <laughs> gonna be this guy who seems interested in me and not the video games he's at least not playing on a laptop right now so yeah <laughs> so they st- oh god and like it's dark because the power yeah. has gone out so and he was he- almost like a different character in that scene too at least to me he seemed more confident he seemed way put together he oscillates between those two facades yeah a lot yeah. and even like even lena will comment on it when they make out and when they fuck, he is super confident and he knows yes. what he's doing and he takes her in a way that's very direct and like forceful. Mm-hmm. And then when they talk, he's a fucking neurotic mess. <laughs> 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 it's 
really hard to piece these. It's so like- different. Yeah, he was in a way different. Um, I don't know if it's because he was out of his element or he was feeling super confident, but he was super flirty and it was so cute. And then he had done something to the electrical, turned off all the lights, and then they started making out. Mm-hmm. He picked her up, put her on the counter, and she Oof. couldn't see that he was invisible. No, which is good. Yes. Because she does freak good. out once she sees that. I mean, wouldn't you... <laughs> I'd be like, oh, what the fuck's in this screwdriver? Oh, no. I'd be like, that's what I get for drinking. For someone who doesn't drink, I shouldn't do it. Not if the the men you make out with turn invisible. It's no. problematic. No. But I did write a note because you get the perspectives of both of them in that scene. Mm-hmm. And the two paragraphs that I highlighted from that were just fucking, it was written so well. So well. It's intense and it's so, so steamy. Mm-hmm. I don't think we can say much more than that. I just really liked it. And they no. don't even get to sex in that scene because like no. we said the lights come back on and she looks up and there's nobody fucking there's, there he's <laughs> he's like, let me explain and she's losing her shit because no you can't explain why you're invisible to a normal person i mean you can't you can't yeah. there is not an explanation i can't accept because that's crazy no. bonkers cuckoo no. land at that point i think i would have stayed still and be like okay she thinks she's drunk so maybe i won't say her move because then it'll be like she just thought she was making out with me without actually making out with anybody you know but help can, me out a little bit but like can't if, she like touch him like isn't he there he is but if she if he because <laughs> he's like lena let me explain or whatever you know if, like if he jumps across the room and then just stands still she'll yeah. be like disembodied voice like oh my god that's so upsetting how fucking how fucked up would that be oh that'd be see and i don't know which one would be worse i think that would be worse because then i'd be like i just full-on had a like that's it fucking Uh, episode where i dissociated from my body and thought i was hanging out with a person who is not here (laughs) or you think your house is haunted right and that you're like being followed by a ghost (laughs) like picking you up up the stairs i would definitely think at that point i was drugged i would for sure be like oh my god I'm Ooh. dying of some kind of poisoning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I need a hospital now. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> save me. Oh. My life is over. <laughs> oh man. And then and then the story happens. You guys got to read the book to get the rest of it, but the first sex scene was when they were in the cabin. Now, uh, you know, there's always that very natural, especially since, you know, they were just thrown into the situation. None of them knows what the fuck is going on at all. Neither one of them. I mean, they sort of get him an explanation and, you know, Damon knows that he has to go through these trials to, to ascend and, and all of the stuff that he needs to do so that he can become a keeper or win this, win this competition or whatever. But he sort of fights his, I guess, his need or his want for her. There was a scene in there that was kind of hard. It was hard to read. And it was actually kind of, it was very shocking when I did read it because it was, it was, he remember when he groped her, when he grabbed her between the legs yeah, and he was out of his mind. Like it wasn't something that he, I don't know if he could control or if he knew it didn't seem like he had control. No, he was doing, you know, he's going through whatever the change is associated mm-hmm. with, with his ascension, like getting ready to be as- to be ascended. And he like comes out of the bathroom. He's like spends two days in the bathroom vomiting. It's not good. Yeah. And then he comes out and his eyes are purple and it's not his voice. And he's all very like demanding. Like possessed. And yeah. Possessed. And like she cannot disobey him. Like he, you know, like he controls her, to, her he controls her arm like he says at the end once he kind of figures it out he's like raise your arm and she does and he's like shit stop looking at me don't listen to me yeah <laughs> she's like he's like i'm fucked up don't do it because he does come out of it he's, he comes he, to yeah he's like what the fuck no because it terrifies himself no that's mm-hmm. that's all weird yeah so then she, so she you know she's a little scared of him a little bit too but they eventually she comes to the <laughs> to the conclusion that she just like i just i need to fuck i want to fuck i've been wanting to fuck since the party <laughs> and yeah there comes a point where you're like i'm just kind of worked up now mm-hmm. and i need this to be taken care of before <laughs> mm-hmm. i can like get on with my life yeah and one can say that he was the sex toy for her finding out in the end that she was the i guess almighty one well we had, yeah we don't know if the power energy flow works both no, ways but I don't think it so. definitely worked towards him because like whenever they were intimate or even when she would like make out with him he would feel better because he's going through all of this it's a very physical transformation
condition and he's mm-hmm. not like it, it's ill he's an illness he has a, he's like yeah. sick I think this is the piece where I mean it was interesting I would have liked a little less focus on that and a little bit more on his developing powers mm. I think the hardest part about this book or one of the parts was because Damon's the main character and the narrator that we have to depend on, but he is so negatively associating this um, his power. Like he is, he has such a negative association. Yeah. To it, whereas the other two have really embraced theirs a little bit more, and Rachel's kind of expanding hers. Even back on Earth, she hasn't shared this info with her her cousins, but she's like expanding what she can do and kind of really investigating it. And he is so repressed when it comes to the power, like. He he will not accept it. He keeps calling it a curse. He's yeah. like, am I cursed with this for life? He has such a negative, like, arm's length kind of reaction to it that it is a little more challenging. And I would have liked to see that piece develop between the two because I think Lena understood from the beginning this is what he has to do. It Not just for him. It ha- to save the fucking world, buddy. Yes. Nut the fuck up <laughs> and save Earth. Mm-hmm. Stop whining about not having free fucking will anymore. Yeah, she right? totally picks up on that yeah and she says it to him a little bit but she needed to like really call him out a bit more yeah. and 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 force him to realize because at one point he stops disappearing even when they have sex and he doesn't disappear anymore his right. heart rate gets elevated and everything so obviously he's getting more like as this physical change happens better. he's yeah. controlling his powers more but he makes zero fucking effort to investigate i'm like damon have some fucking innate curiosity <laughs> about your own goddamn life <laughs> Like, stop just walking around letting shit happen to you, Damon. Take the world by the horns. Take okay. control. <laughs> I get it. You didn't have a choice. You didn't want to become sure. superhero. You didn't want to become a keeper of the divine connection between Earth and God or whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Too bad. This is life now. Move on. Like, you have to start moving forward or you're stuck. And he's... He does all this stuff throughout the book. Like he's seeing a therapist constantly. He has his alcohol problems and it's all just such a reaction instead of like embracing just, I mean, that's the whole point of the book though, right? Yes. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. We have to go on this path with him. And it is frustrating because you're like, you just want to take Damon and shake him and be like, Damon, Damon, I need you to fix this shit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I really would have liked to see that. I would have liked Lena to help him move forward and like kind of resolve his negative feelings about about this life a little bit quicker because it did seem by the end once he he does ascend and the, the queen shows up and she's like congratulations you've ascended you accepted who you are i didn't see that <laughs> right he's just like, no, they're, he like they're fighting in the forest and a bunch of shit is happening and he like just accepts it he but just, it didn't i didn't get it <laughs> he like solved the riddle yeah. at the very end he does get that he did figure did, that out right yeah and that that was it but he doesn't no he doesn't recognize recognize the changes that he has been going through like he doesn't see what it is that he needs to start i mean even fucking lena lena had seen it and it seemed like ali and like you said before ali and rachel had already been starting to accept it and understand a little bit better i mean it got to the point where rachel was like teleporting with people which is not something that she was able to do before but she can is that the what you were talking about like her, yeah part of her like new she power? could bring well uh, more because she that's what she actually did when she um ended up cutting the power accidentally because she could move through solid objects like Mm. so she was trying to put her hand through the box Mm -hmm. and move the wires like she could she could move things she could she basically had like telekinesis yeah telekinesis and so all of that stuff she'd already kind of started to develop and she just wasn't sharing it with anyone yeah and so well yeah so so and we don't go through and like we don't get any of the stories that either rachel or Allie get no none of how they get to develop but you're right and i think that lena really does I feel like she really does start to recognize that in in Damon as they're spending time together in the cabin and she really should have stepped up and well she should have well she yeah. was going through her own shit obviously because <laughs> from like, the very beginning the guardian tells her she's gonna die yes that's what like, I was gonna say <laughs> well shit and the world right now the real world earth 
is paused. dying. Yeah, it's it's dying. But right now they have frozen time. Oh, oh yes, it's just it's like Sunday or whatever forever. Yes, it's that and one day. So that when they go back, it's the same. It's going to be the same time. Yeah, so like, they won't have been continue. missed or anything. Mm-hmm. It's not like they just walked out on their lives for like months at a time. Right, they're not going to be missing people. They're just it's just going to be like if they hit the pause button on the VCR. I think they hit thing. the pause button on all the worlds because there's a bunch of people from That's all true. the realms. There <laughs> are. <laughs> A bunch of keepers from everywhere else. On all and kinds as, of beings from other as, realms. Yeah. It's very interesting. And it's very, it's very, it's so different. It's so different than anything that we've ever read before. And you're right. You've nailed it. Like the piece, like we're kind of putting all of the onus onto Lena to help Damon, but she's also dealing with a lot. And at the end, we find out that's what her journey is too, because yeah. she has a lot of shit in her background and we aren't even going to talk about all of it because it was intense, guys. It is intense. Um, and all of that has led to her putting up walls about herself, you know, around herself and keeping people at an arm's length. And she's willing to like, she, you know, she was all up gung-ho to have sex that one night but she wasn't gonna like she wasn't looking for a relationship no and i think that's what damon is offering like providing her is that connection and that love and that's Mm -hmm. what one i think it's the fairy queen tells her too like this is your mission or your um i don't know the task she used but yeah your it's your mission path to to find to accept love and to accept because she's the one that will heal and rebirth all of the connections and the, all this shit right <laughs> she's a, yeah she's the but true but if you one. don't if you're disconnected from love at that time how can you do that so she needs to let go of a lot of the things she's holding on i highlighted at one piece where i think it's the the crux of lena's problem is i don't even know what was go- i don't think anything was happening really she was just compl- you know talking or she's you know thinking in her head and she's like everyone here is here because of me it's all my fault everything i touch breaks yeah I, you know anyone who gets to know me dies like and she's really like gung-ho about the whole thing and i'm like you aren't the reason any fucking buddy is i mean it a little bit more at the end that nobody knew but at sure. the time when i read that i'm like they're all here because damon Allie, and rachel have to figure out how to fucking ascend but she's like it's all my fault that Allie and rachel and and, and max are here and i'm like yeah no lena this has nothing to do with you no she didn't he she didn't even invite them to the party she max didn't did want them to come to the party no max is the one who did it she could have just kicked him the fuck out once he became invisible and been like get the fuck out of my house i don't yeah. want to talk to you anymore you weird invisible dude <laughs> <laughs> like i was just so th- i was so thrown by her like internalizing the entirety of the fault and i'm like um okay, this is a severe guilt complex that you've got to work through honey because <laughs> nobody is here because of you you're literally here because damon became invisible in your home that yes got nothing on you <laughs> That is it. And then all of a sudden, you guys had to go talk to some sentinel and walk down her long flight of stairs into the basement of some metaphysical shop. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's good. (laughs) But, oh, their first sex scene. I mean, once they finally came to it and Damon had stopped getting sick and throwing up every single day. It seemed like he threw up for fucking ever. He was just like, I was like, this can't be good. All of a sudden, like, their food would get replenished in the kitchen when they went downstairs mm-hmm. and just... Like, I do need a magic kitchen that feeds oh me God. without me having to shop or work. Yes. <laughs> I loved that so much. It's like, yeah, that sounds like, fucking fantastic. Yes, please. Mm-hmm. Where's my magical kitchen? <laughs> but Damon gives in because for a while he was just like, no, we can't. We can't do this. This is not the right time not the right place well he's not sure if she's into him or if she's just still like being controlled kind of by his mind oh that's right he's a little bit afraid of that that. he doesn't but then he also is like i feel better when we're together because i feel sick all the time (laughs) (laughs) yeah but then she's like look we're gonna do this i want to do this and it was it was good esther brought it esther we knew you had this in you, girl. We totally <laughs> knew you had it. I mean, the I think we told the, you way back when. <laughs> that makeout scene was indicative of this sex scene. Like it was just like, hey, it, it's gonna. As soon as I read that, I was like, okay, the sex. I mean, you be remember good. the almost sex scene from? I think it was the first book um, with Jasper, Lost and in Amber, with yeah, with, yeah, yeah, yes. 
with yeah. like the water evaporating off of him and yeah like in the, cl- the she can uh, write good sex like she oh we knew no her was almost are there great. Yeah. and then they had like they i think they did kind of have sex but there was a thunderstorm and all of that but it was we very, got like, nothing descriptive no but it the, was- the atmosphere of the scene and yes. the way she like details that is so good and i was like if she i just wanted to write a sex scene <laughs> And she fucking brought it. Yeah, just like the atmosphere of this cabin is fucking... It's great. Sexy. Like, it is cozy and, like, everything's white. Mm -hmm. All the linens, all the clothes, all the, like... Because there's also a magical closet full of clean clothes every time they go in there. Clean linens, clean clothes. Yeah, it's magic. This whole place is magic. And it's all white and and the and it's all like rustic wood. And mm-hmm. then there's giant windows with like the forest, the white forest. And it's kind of like I I kept picturing it kind of near the Arctic. I mean, it's a whole new world, obviously. But I because didn't she say like it wasn't full sun or like full yeah dark? It was it's almost kind of like, like dawn the whole time, or not dawn. Um, uh, the other one. That's opposite Dusk. of dawn. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so I was kind of picturing like, that time of year around the Arctic where the sun either never fully goes down mm-hmm. or never fully comes up. I couldn't quite decide which one yes, was yes. going to be sexier. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mine was dusk. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, it just was so atmospheric and like beautiful and exactly the kind of place that I would like spend all day in bed uh, with somebody. <laughs> hell yeah. No, it was great. So, I mean, obviously, we're not going to tell you guys about this scene fully, but it's... And I think my kids are literally outside my closet door. Well, I think people need to read it. So yes. Th- we've, we, read it. we've told you it's good. It's good. It is. Uh, it yeah. is. I mean, honestly, those were my pieces that I um, had to say about this book. Yeah. I, I mean, I really like that Esther really pulls in a lot of real life type of emotions that come into it. Because this really has a lot of mental health type of issues. You read really deep into it. You know, like, even though we wanted some more, a little bit backstory and action and background so that we know what is happening within the story. Re- Just a really... little more current plot, like like things yeah. that are actively happening would have been a little mm-hmm. more, just easier to track, like really yes. put together the story. That was a little, that was a piece that was hard. Which is, which would be beneficial for us as a reader. Mm-hmm. But think of it from the point of view of either Damon or Lena as someone who is going through these, you know, these issues and stuff that they have to work through in their, their uh, mental health issues. They aren't realizing what's happening in the outside world. So they can't tell us what's happening because they are so in their head. So we're lost as readers, but it we're is, at least following their path. It is a unique uh, way to to tell a story because yeah. you're right. This is from Damon's perspective. This is what his knowledge base is because he is literally not paying attention. He is not. <laughs> He's <paid> too <laughs> obsessed with the shit in his head to so listen much. to like numerous, not just once, numerous times. His mental refrain is like. They were having a really important conversation that I just checked out of because I didn't want to hear it. Yes, there was. <laughs> and it was I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, I want to know. Can I know? <laughs> you have to tell us because we need to know what they're talking about. I don't care that you don't want to hear that. I want to know. <laughs> I need to hear the story. Yeah, because it seems it seems a lot like. And I'd be curious to know if Rachel or Allie are going to have their own book. So maybe this is like the trilogy. You know what I mean? So then we can get the perspective of that of there. So that maybe if Allie understands and knows it's... herself a little bit better or Rachel, then we could get more of the background and know exactly what had happened between, you know, like, so we get the full story a little bit better. Yes, that would be one approach. I don't know. I mean, she wrote, like, I think on Goodreads, it says this is a standalone book. Oh, well, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't read that part. Well, there you go. And she wrote the sex for us. Thanks, she Esther. Did. I, I personally believe she did. She wrote it for us. 100%. She's like, I'll give these two steamy scenes. They Shut them the up. hell up. Shut up, bitches. <laughs> I'll give you fucking steamy scenes. And I appreciate it. Thank you very oh much. Oh my god, so good. I would have to say that's probably hands down my favorite makeout scene. It's a of, good one. It's a it's very absolutely, good one. I mean, it's right up there with some of the dry humping dry. scenes that we love. <laughs> I do love the dry humping scenes. We love dry humping. Or, like the leg or the knee or the, oh, the yeah the no, thigh no, between no. the legs oh that's a good one too and that's a makeout scene oh, make oh scene. So just bring no, that this is that. definitely yeah definitely up there it's well yeah, speaking says, of then oh i'm sorry go ahead oh go ahead no we should do that we should do makeout session kiss and tell let's do our kiss and tell right <laughs> 
So for this episode, because of this makeout scene, we thought we would talk about different stories or different feelings or different whatever that we have about some memorable or not so memorable uh, makeout <laughs> scenes that we have had. They're not I guess so if they're memorable. not memorable, you're not going to talk about because you don't remember it. <laughs> like, I think there was something, but I don't remember it. <laughs> yeah, I remember making out with him, but that was it. <laughs> I do think it happened. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Not so special. Yes. We could say that. So, do you have any? Uh, I don't have any specific stories. Because, I mean, something pretty incredible would have to happen. I'd have to be on another realm. Or or making out with a vampire or something. In a rustic wood cabin. Like, just a make-out session really stand out to me. Yeah. I think the piece is that is really funny. And this is, I mean, it goes back to like everything with these books. And now they're not, we don't read them because we want this to happen to us exactly, right? That's not right. that's not the point. The point uh-huh. is to be taken to a realm of fantasy and, and stuff that theoretically we love and gets us off and is really hot, but yeah. maybe isn't in reality. <laughs> Not ever going to happen. So along that line, as much as I fucking love reading makeup scenes and as much as we have talked about them over and over again and how good they are, I don't like making out very fucking much. I don't like other people's mouths all that much. You know, no matter what, mouths smell and taste like mouth. <laughs> you know, like they're not all that great. I'm sorry. <laughs> So this is along the lines of like shower scenes or shower exactly. sex, right? I fucking love a shower sex scene, but don't ever do it to me. Oh, <laughs> like, I don't want to do that. Um, <laughs> I do. I love reading them, but in real life, I don't know what I'm doing. Who the fuck does? How the, <laughs> your lips and your tongue and it's all moving and you're like, is this good to you? I don't know. You know, I can't say it all feels all that great to me. It's just my mouth, right? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe there's something wrong with me, you guys. But um, I usually just kind of move them along pretty quickly. I kind of like... You're like, oh, and next. <laughs> take a little bit of control. I like, you know, I want them to kiss other things. Like, I mm. think I have a lot more sensation and like they will... Like you from know, your lips to your cheek to your chin neck to your neck to your chest and, to your yeah, nipples. all of that. To- makes really gets me excited quicker than just making out with my like that's there's not a direct line i don't think from these (laughs) lips to those lips (laughs) so i'm just like i want to get excited (laughs) no i think i think like you know we talk about like the the middle school makeout scenes right or like the high school makeout scenes like a good type of that's what you do when you're technically shouldn't be doing anything else yes you know and the pieces of that that i love are the dry humping piece like that yes because in real life i do love that i love mm-hmm. you know the clothes on you know just rubbing and that kind yes. of friction that feels fucking great yes but um just lying there making out <laughs> making out is almost kind of like the boat right it's the vessel that you take to get to do the bump and grind <laughs> Yeah. Or the heavy petting, you it's know. Just it's just, a, it's on the checklist and you got to check it off mm-hmm. and then you can move on to the rest of the list. <laughs> you're right. I think you're absolutely right. I particularly don't mind the makeout scenes or the makeout. Like, I love the makeout scenes. This one in particular was really good. But in real life, okay, Dan and I have been together for 20 years. I don't want to make out with him and we're past <laughs> making out, right? We don't yeah. need that initiation at first. Now we could just like kiss and touch and stuff and then we fuck. Like I don't need you to romanticize me. I'm I'm ready. Let's just fucking do this. But when we first got together, I would say our makeout scenes 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 like we were in a movie or something. You might as well be. <laughs> our makeout sessions in the beginning were very nice. They were very sensual and I did enjoy them because you're still getting to discover your partner and how you guys sex together and you know all the different activities that you do to lead up to the sex right and making out does help with that our very first makeout scene was a really good one we did it to the lord of the rings it was really (laughs) 
romantic. It was the, well, not romantic, but it was sensual. It was like, it was that you are laying down, you're pretending like you're asleep, the movie is on, and you just move your face slower and slower. It's like, it's just cinematic, right? Where you just yeah. move it. And then all of a sudden you do the first peck and then a little bit more of the pecking and then the tongue comes in and then he asks you how you want it and you're like, oh my God, now I'm going to have sex with this guy. <laughs> you know? I remember my makeup, my first kiss with Julian. That one was real intense. It happened in my mom's van because I brought my van to give him a ride somewhere. <laughs> I remember it with my ex-fiance. He was he was not a good kisser. Oh, no. He was not, he was not. But I also think, I mean, I was his, I think his first like true girlfriend. So it's not, it wasn't his fault. No, you guys were super young. And we were young. So we were teenagers. Little, tiny like, yeah. Yeah, we were we were we were young. We're not supposed you're not supposed to be a good kisser no. at that age. No, it's fine. So it's, good. it's totally fine. You know, so I mean I do like it, but I think I agree with your thought that they are really fun to read and to imagine and to I mean, or even well, I guess sometimes to watch. But I also like it in the beginning parts of a relationship. Not so much once you're comfortable with it, your partner or you know you've already experienced like you've already done that let's just yeah. let's just fucking go to sleep <laughs> let's just fucking go to sleep already <laughs> i don't need all of this I don't need all that. <laughs> you have and you're right like that's where like the mouth i that's not where all my the mouth sounds are. The, mu- the taste oh. the, no no right no you're right and, and you know i do put your mouth somewhere else right? yeah put your mouth elsewhere because those I've things want to feel that <laughs> two nipples it's take not the nipples <laughs> Right, the neck here, right there. That's really intense. The inside of my thigh, you know. Even like, even I know this sounds really funny, but even like my ass, not not my. No, no, I know. Not, you know, but like my cheeks. But like the bottom of the butt. Yes. 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 It's so sensual. It's sensitive there and it's so nice. Gentle kissing Mm -hmm. there is so good. It is. You guys, get on board. is oh. all right cool well do you all have right. a um fun fuck fact for us i do have a fun fuck fact i figured that because we kind of talked about the main theme of this book and what all the characters really had to do was accept the situation and come to terms with it so i have an article five things everyone should know about acceptance mm. because that's kind of important i think <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And I'll just say though, like one, I'll just read like just read what they are. You don't have yeah, to explain just the it, yeah. five. Like so, and then so this is from a website called mindbodygreen.com. It's five things everyone should know about acceptance, and it's written by therapist Megan Bruno, MA. And the first one is acceptance does not mean liking, wanting, choosing, or supporting, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. So that's kind of like demon doesn't want to like or accept this or like choose. He wouldn't have chosen this life. Right, right. right? Mm -hmm. It's okay. You don't have to, but this is what's happening. It's going to happen, dude. (laughs) It is what it is. Yeah. It's an active process and must be practiced. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean you can't work on changing things. True. It doesn't mean you're accepting it's going to be that way forever. Okay. And we can practice acceptance towards our experience, people, appearance, emotions, ideas, and more. Nice. Right? So it's it's towards everything. You can just work on accepting all things. Yes. As they come. And yeah, each one of those gets a lot longer description and like explains kind of the how to use it and what it means. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think that that's a good, I mean, it's not um, a fun fuck fact, but it's a fun mental health fact. <laughs> <laughs> Which is totally okay. I mean, I think this book really touches on a lot of that. I agree. You know, I think it, it was very right. important for the character because like at the beginning, there's a lot about Damon going to his therapist. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the guy's name, but, and it's just, you know, it's not like, it's subtle in the book. I mean, it's not subtle, but it isn't, she, she isn't hitting you over the head with this stuff. It's just like what the characters have to go through. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As you, as you read it, you understand and you kind of come to it with them. You come to the terms with them and it, it helps them grow their relationship and come together and like be stronger as a couple by the time they're over. I mean, we assume they're a couple. <laughs> Yeah. It does kind of just end with like, and now you guys go back to Earth, but boom. (laughs) 
Yeah, she doesn't actually say the words like mental health or anything no, like that. No, no. But you, it's it's an underlining issue that is there for all of the characters, particularly Damon and Lena. I think that's a really good article to read, especially because it's our human nature not to accept change as well as we should. Exactly. You know? And we're kind of living through a pretty tumultuous time right now mm-hmm. where everything feels constantly like we can't get our footing. It's really hard. Like there's a lot of loss and death and struggle and, you know, it's difficult. And so this isn't going to fix that, but it is a way to work with what you're facing and yep. not against it. Yep. It's, so. it's yeah, it, you may not like it, but it's easier to work with it, to work alongside it and to try to make what you do have work, mm-hmm. whether and or even, not you, you know, do or don't like it. Like the article said, it doesn't mean you can't work on improving and changing right. Things. You can, but exactly. not if you're in denial about <laughs> Right. You <laughs> have to happening. recognize it first, yes. accept it for what it is, and then work on bettering it. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's a good one. Good job. Good. Thank you. Pulled that out of the hat. Boom. <laughs> nice hat. <laughs> awesome. Well, cool. Um, let's uh, let's give it our rating. We'll we should do, do that. Things. It's kind of uh, different. It's like surreal doing this Esther book without Esther being with it. I could just hear her voice in our head. That's not, or, <laughs> well, in my head. I don't like <laughs> no in our head. <laughs> we have one head. <laughs> one head. <laughs> okay, sex and then book. Okay. All right. Ready. All right. One, two, three. Nine. Nine. Yes. <laughs> Nine. Yeah. I'll no, take that I was, scene I was day. very into these scenes. <laughs> yeah. I liked them. That first And they were like long too. I don't think we mentioned that in the, the oh, no. previous. Like they were not quick short scenes. They were long things happened for a while. <laughs> no, no. Long things. Yes. And the anticipation leading up to it. I mean, we talked about it with her and she fucking delivered. Not that. Okay. You guys were taking a lot of credit for all of this. We're not. This is <laughs> You can thank she us. didn't do this strictly for us. No, but, no, of course not. <laughs> that would be she. Crazy. She she did. She delivered it the way that we have been like asking for. It, it mm-hmm. was good. I loved it. I loved it. Okay, and then for book on three, ready? Mm-hmm. One, two, three, seven, seven and a half for me. <laughs> Uh, no, I really, I, I like the book. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the novelty of the story, this plot, and like everything dealing with the ascension and the keepers and the mm-hmm. connection to the divine. Super unique, super interesting stuff you just haven't read. The action bits were interesting to read. I think the only thing I, you know, I've mentioned a couple times, I just want to like tie up a little bit with the the way we get the story, you know, mm-hmm. the, the like how it was presented to us just because it was a little challenging to follow along. And, you know, it's no fun being confused. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Especially when you want to get to know what's happening in the story and something that's written, like you said, in this unique way. We've never gotten a story like this before. And I think I threw in that half because while I agree with you, I think I'm going to give it the, I guess, sort of a, the benefit of the doubt that that was written on purpose in that way so that we can get a truly understanding of their points of view of I get that while they're going I do through get all that. of this, you know? And it is a unique way to mm-hmm. approach it where we're right along with the characters. Yeah. But we happen to be following a character who didn't want to know what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's true. So I think that was just the piece that made it just just a fraction di- more difficult than mm-hmm. it needed to be because I was like, buddy, just pay attention. <laughs> That's true. Lena came to a little bit better than Damon did. Yeah, like in Lena's sections, we got a lot more because she was very invested in understanding. Yes. And so that was a little bit we did. We we got relief during those parts because she would follow the conversation and like Mm -hmm. have her own process of elimination and determining what's happening to them. Whereas Damon's all like, I don't like what's happening. I don't want to be invisible. I love Lena. Uh, (laughs) I'm an emotional mess. (laughs) Uh, it's awesome. Anyway. <laughs> well, cool. <laughs> I'm 
picking on Damon a lot, but he's a good guy. He is a good guy. He's yeah. a very unique main character for us. Yeah, different. I he's, love that it's different, different than anything and, and, yeah, that we've read. He's not like the intense alpha, you know, supernatural no. being that just has like 500 years old and knows his mind and his life because he's yeah. been doing it for so long. This is, it's a really interesting mm-hmm. change to read like an insecure, unsure, like 23 year old man. <laughs> Millionaire. Man <laughs> Yeah. Man Yeah. Because he really was still a very young. <laughs> yeah. Because they're in their early 20s. Yeah. All right. Well, that was fun, guys. Yeah. Esther, thank you so much for mentioning us in your book in the beginning. We appreciate all of the interviews that you've done with us. And we actually enjoyed reviewing this book as a normal book, just like the others that we do. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thank you so much. Really happy that day many, many moons ago when you reached out to us and, and yeah. introduced yourself and, and shared your books with us. They've been entertaining and I've really enjoyed it because you have such a unique story you, like your 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 storylines are so unique and interesting to read so thank mm-hmm. you yeah we feel very special and privileged that you i guess thought of us during this journey into writing <laughs> this one too so uh yeah thank you so much uh well so, no go ahead i was just gonna say well independent authors and independent podcasters gotta stick together <laughs> that's true our indies the yep. indie 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 love gotta stick together well thank you anyway yes <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so for our our next book, we are going to read Heat, Hunt, Hope by N.D. Jones. Now, we read Fire, Fury, Faith for episode 78. So do you know if this is going to be a continuation of that story or if it's going to be two different characters? I knows? I think it's the same characters in a continuation. But seeing as I, at this point, cannot recall that book... (laughs) This was the uh, fuck me against the window scene. Oh, I fucking loved that scene. (laughs) No, that was good. And this one had a lot to do with like, uh, I mean, they're angels, right? They're angels and they had just lost. She was pregnant, I think, by the end of the book uh, because they'd lost their their twin girls. Remember? Oh, right. um, That was that was hard. Something. Yeah. And I I, I apologize. I don't remember any of their names. This has been a while. But no. yeah, the sex in it was good. So join yes. us. Yeah. So we're, yeah, we are excited. We're going to do this. I And my understanding from what I can tell, like online, it's just the second part of it. Does it, it doesn't continue after that. Okay. But I could be wrong. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. So next episode. Guys. Yeah. Hopefully you guys read along with us and join with us. And if you guys have been with us this whole time, thank you so much for sticking around. It's. Uh... Oh, did you say who the narrator was? Nope. Oh, of okay. course not. And the author? Did we say? I did say Andy Jones. Okay. Andy Jones is the author. Yeah. And I it's narrated by Ryan Vincent Anderson. Thank you. Sorry about that. No, that's good. I just, awesome. I don't know why all of a sudden. <laughs> like, no, I'm glad you this. remembered. I <laughs> I was going to say it's all, it's a really short uh, audio book. But I didn't write down the the narrator. So all right, awesome. Okay, well, thank you guys for joining us. And in the meantime, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach us at Shh Dirty Books on most social media. That's sh- with three H's: Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or you can just email us at shdirtybooks at gmail And you could visit us on our website at sh- gmail. Nope. And you can visit us on our website at sh. dirtybooks.com oh it has been a while since we've done this it's so long oh my god and uh, most places that you can find podcasts and if you guys can go on rate review subscribe give us some reviews of any kind we really love it that kind of you know gets us gets us the notoriety that's not the right word uh that we uh to, to to just to help us out and thank you jim townsend for the music with that, we'll say goodnight. This is Selat. And this is Kalina. And we'll see you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah, you've been listening to Shh, Reading Dirty Books with Kalina and Selat. Be sure to tune into the next episode. Some more of your dirty books read to you. And if you're listening on a format that allows you to give a rating, please do that for them.